The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Busy, Stressed, and Food Obsessed with host and author of the award-winning book of the same name, Lisa Lutan. Lisa has amazing tips to help you slow down, get healthy, manage your time, improve your relationships, and deal with stress. Now, here is Lisa Lutan. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the show where I get to introduce you to my favorite health and wellness rock stars. You're in for a huge treat today. Although I usually invite guests to interview on the show, today I invited two co-hosts. Yes, we're having a panel discussion, and I am so, so excited. Joining me are fellow expert health coaches, Andrea Beeman and Michelle Fenikaus, and together we're going to help you figure out if you're about to burn out and what you can do about it. Andrea is an internationally renowned holistic health coach, educator, chef, author, and TV host dedicated to alternative healing and sustainable living. She was a featured contestant on Top Chef and has appeared on Barbara Walters' The View, Whole Living on Martha Stewart Radio, and so many more places. Andrea was on the show last fall, and we had such a blast that I could not wait to get her back again. Also joining us is Michelle Fenninghouse, who helps high-achieving type A women lose weight and find that elusive balance. She has been featured on ABC, NBC, NPR, and the documentary Lemonade with her inspiring story of reinventing her health and career. And we are so lucky to have her with us on our panel today as well. Andrea and Michelle, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. (laughs) I mentioned today that the topic is burnout, and not only do the three of us co-hosts here today help people with burnout, but not surprisingly, we all have had major burnouts ourselves. So today is a day you're really going to want to call in and tap into this expertise. The number is 866-472-5792. You will get reminders throughout the show about this, and it's going to be a good one. So let's get going. Um, Before we jump into burnout, I want to ask you guys my Lisa's five Ask Every Guest questions. And we'll start with you, Andrea. Andrea, what did you have for breakfast today? Oh, that's an easy one. (laughs) I had a a miso soup with salmon and broccoli and some shiitake mushrooms and seaweed. Um, And I had hot cocoa. (laughs) Yeah. And what is your favorite form of exercise? Uh, well, it varies. I, I don't really don't have a favorite. Oh, no, actually, okay. Yeah, hiking. Let's go with hiking. Okay, what's a habit you're trying to either break or add? Uh, oh, I'd like to habitually do less work <laughs> and do more playtime. How do you spend the first hour of your day? Every day, it's probably the same routine for the past 15 years. Um, I wake up, I grab my journal, I write about all the things that are really bugging me, um, 
And then I write about the things that I'm grateful for. And then I stretch. And then I meditate. And, uh, and that usually takes about an hour. And who is someone in your life that inspires you? Gosh. Well, somebody that inspires me actually just recently died. I think it was last year or a year and a half ago, Wayne Dyer. Um, I really liked his work. I liked the way that he, he taught. I like his books. I liked his energy. And now he's, you know, back to the universe. So I'm sure he's going to be channeling through somebody else <laughs> here on the planet. <laughs> I'll keep my eyes open for that. Michelle, let's hear your answers as well. What did you have for breakfast today? I had two eggs that my husband actually cooked for me. That was amazing with some salad and kimchi. What is your favorite form of exercise? I am a yogi through and through. I'm never happier than on my mat. What's a habit you're trying to break or at? All right, I'm trying to get off the phone, off all devices an hour before bed, and it is a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. So hard. How do you spend the first hour of your day? Um, First of all, I am completely jealous of you, Andrea, because my first hour of the day is spent waking my kids up, getting them dressed, getting them fed, uh, getting my lunch, you know, lunch packed for my husband, taking care of everybody. But one thing I do for myself is I squeeze lemon in a glass of water, and I have that while I'm making sure everybody gets where they need to go. Michelle, you got to get some plants. Get rid of the kids. (laughs) (laughs) Selling me. (laughs) And Michelle, who is someone in your life that inspires you? You know, um, professionally, I am so into Dr. Aviva Ram. That woman is just, I mean, she's got it all. You know, she's got the medical, you know, she's a Yale-trained medical doctor. She's also, you know, a midwife, herbalist. So I feel like she has this really great balanced perspective on things. And uh, I look to her for so much. I, I, I love everything she's about. See, I love learning from everyone who comes on this show. So cool. So let's start talking about burnout. I'll share with you briefly my story. You know, as a former tech entrepreneur who worked 80-hour weeks and didn't pay attention to my own health, I crashed and burned. And that led me, although many years later, to this focus on health and healthy living and working with my clients. But I really want to hear from you guys, too, Andrea and Michelle. I know you each had your own, you know, version of your own burnout story. So, you know, Michelle, can you share with us what that looked like for you? Oh, sure. You know what? I kind of had two major burnouts. So I'm going to tell you more about the second one because I think it's funnier. The first, as funny as burnout can get. Uh, the first one was in my 20s. I was working in advertising. I was fainting. I was having these dizzy spells. I had IBS. I was struggling with anxiety. It was all the stuff that led me to changing my diet, changing my lifestyle, healing my life, and going on to become a health coach. But what was really interesting is that then once I had made all those changes... And I started my health coaching business about a year into it. I was eating phenomenally. I didn't have kids yet. It was even easier. I was doing yoga every day. I mean, it was just great. But I was up at 5 o'clock in the morning. I started teaching yoga at 6 o'clock. I would work all day long, you know, barely breaking to eat. I was out of the house. I was driving all over town, all through the city, cleaning out people's pantries, meeting with the client, teaching another yoga class. Sometimes I didn't get home till 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock at night. And I was miserable. 
and I hated it and I was tired and I was cranky. I started to have some major health problems I'd never had before. My anxiety flared and my husband was like, I thought you liked this job. (laughs) And I was like, I thought I did too, but I hate it. And then, well, I figured it out. And in, in one fell swoop one day, I canceled like everything that was on my plate. I quit every yoga job I had. I can't, I just, I got rid of everything and I started with a, a blank slate. You know, it's interesting as I was listening to one of your interviews uh, on another podcast where you talked about that and I was like, wow, I can so relate to that. You know, especially for any health coaches out there who are listening, you know, we do, we tend to take on so many things that we have to be so careful not to burn out. We got to walk our walk, right? And uh, really listen to ourselves. Andrea, what was your burnout story? Well, you know, it's interesting because I, um, it wasn't necessarily work-related. It was more food-related for me. I had, um, in my early 30s, I had become a vegan, right? So I started reading all this information from, like, John Robbins, Diet for a New America, you know, don't eat anything with a face. <laughs> and, you know, and I went, I went vegan. And um, initially, I felt really great. But after about a year and a half to two years, my physical body started breaking down, and my immune system kept crashing. And I literally was burning out by taking all of my deep nutrition, meaning, you know, like we all have these reserves in our body. And when I had gone vegan, I actually used up probably all of my reserves. And I, I mean, I was like 32 years old. And I remember walking up and down the stairs and my knees were squeaking, like as if I was a 80 year old woman. And, you know, I was like, this is not normal. And it, it affected the way that I was thinking and it affected the way that I was feeling. And I started to get really depressed. And I said, okay, something's not right with this vegan diet. So, you know, like like I said in the beginning, I felt really good, light as a feather and happy and energized. But after about a year and a half to two years, the exact opposite happened. I just crashed. You know, I was not giving my body the nutrients that it needed. And I suffered on a physical level as well as an emotional and a spiritual level because I kept questioning, you know, like, you know, I read all this stuff and this stuff by these spiritual people. And if I eat meat, you know, I'm going to go to hell. And you know, that, <laughs> you know, the stress of that is enough to knock you out on your uh, flat on your back. Totally. Yeah. So it was it was traumatizing physically and emotionally and spiritually. And it wasn't until I, I stopped, you know, like listening to all the stuff and in the books that I was reading and all the stuff that other people were saying. And I started to listen to my physical body and my emotional body and my spiritual body and see what it needed. That's when I started to get my energy back. Um, and, you know, it's, it's always it's always a balance of, you know, now it's now it's, you know, 20 years later. 21 years, however long, later, 100 years later. <laughs> and, And there still are these moments of burnout, but now they come from overwork, right? So now doing too much work. Uh, So, you know, there always has to be a balance. And I think that we're always going to fall in and out of these periods of um, not getting enough nutrition, getting enough, and then not getting enough rest. And, you know, it's it's just a, a balancing act. It so is, and you said so many, so many important things that we're going to touch upon throughout this show, like listening to your body and the fact that even though it happens once, you know, it can happen again. I mean, I feel like I just 
burnt out in January and February. I mean, just because it was just too much. And the good news is after you've burnt out a couple of times, you kind of start seeing those warning signs a little bit earlier before, you know, you really crash. But I think that's the key, you know, listening, listening, listening to your body. Now, do you guys get, can you explain, is this something you're seeing quite a bit with your clients coming into you? Everyone, every single one. Yeah, I agree with Michelle. Uh, every single one. And I think, you know, Michelle lives in upstate New York and I live in New York City and we're in a, a very busy area that's, you know, like nonstop. Like Michelle had said that it's hard for her for one hour before bed to shut off the computers. And I think that the entire world, not only people in the big cities, but the entire world is suffering from this constantly on go um, and and I'm I'm seeing burnout all over the place. People just not stopping, just motoring through, pushing through. I need more coffee. I need more. Give me another supplement. <laughs> they just yeah. want to push through it when what we really need is a nap. <laughs> oh, yeah, like several naps. I mean, it, it, it seems so extreme to somebody. Uh, here's the thing. People will say, oh, I could never give up gluten or I could never, you know, buy all organic. Like, that's too extreme Like for me. I can't do that. But they can drink coffee all day long. <laughs> like the, the idea of taking a nap, no way, no way. And then they're like, I don't need that much sleep. And I'm like, yeah. yeah, no, you're just drinking six cups of coffee all day long. Maybe you might, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is super interesting here. I'm in Boston too, and it's the same thing. You know, we are we're addicted to our technology, and I think that that is just fueling a lot of this so much. We we can't turn it off. It's almost like this adrenaline rush that we get. Oh, maybe I got that great email, or maybe something's on social media, and I think it's just you know throwing us over the edge. You know, with all this. So you know, what is it? Are people aware of it when they come to you or is it showing up in different ways, like in disguise? Oh, I don't think, I don't think very many people are aware that they're doing too much. I think most people think they're not doing enough. You know, it's this constant um, thought that, you know, I'm falling behind. I'm always falling behind. I got to be doing the other thing. I got to get that next raise. I got to sign my kids up for this other sport. I got to. You know, I never think the the opposite comes into play where they're like, ah, I think I'm doing too much. You know, it's it's pretty unbelievable. You know, and so I think most women show up um, and they're worried about their weight, or um, they are worried about some diagnosis. You know, they've been diagnosed with hypothyroidism, or um, they've had they've had cancer. You know, it's something very obvious that a doctor has told them, or it's their weight. Those are the big things that I see. Yeah. How about I- you, Andrea? Yeah, I agree with Michelle. You know, they're they're not aware and they really think that they need to be doing more. And what I tell them is they actually have to do less because and this diagnosis of hypothyroidism and, and Hashimoto's, you know, and all this stuff that's going on. It's literally people are just exhausted and their bodies are exhausted and can't handle it anymore. You know, so it, it literally the body is saying, OK, slow down, stop, relax, chill out, take a nap, take a couple naps, go swing in a hammock. Um, do nothing. You remember when you were growing up and, uh, and we used to do nothing? <laughs> I know. What a concept, right? Now you feel so guilty if you're doing nothing. <laughs> I feel like we also have to teach our kids that it's okay to do nothing because we're never doing nothing. And then the kids are over-programmed and always on the Netflix or this or that or the other thing. And sometimes it's like, I just want my kids to be bored for a while so that, you know, they get that experience of 
and that's where all there the staring at the wall came from, right? When you were bored and like, oh, let's dig out the dolls and like mm-hmm. build a fantasy world. <laughs> you know, that's true. I think that they really are, you know, not getting that boredom time and, and learning that. Um, we are going to have uh, a bunch of calls today. I already have people on hold. We have a, a couple minutes, then we're going to go to break, and then the calls are coming. So those of you who are out there listening, that phone number is one 472 5792 I am here with Andrea Beeman, Michelle Fenninghouse. We're doing a panel discussion. Are you about to burn out? So stay tuned. When we come back after the break, we're going to be taking your calls. And we've already gotten a ton of emails. And you're not going to want to miss this. So we'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Are you a busy, stressed, and hungry go-getter who knows what to do to get healthier but has trouble doing it? The problem with popular diets is that they were designed for other people, not you. Sure, they might work for the short term, but for the longer term results, you need a plan designed specifically for your unique body and lifestyle. How about the stress in your life? Do you ever stop and take a deep breath? Do you know what all this stress is doing to your health? Healthy living strategist and author of Busy, Stressed, and Food Obsessed, Lisa Lutan will get you on your way with coaching, online courses and challenges, and even retreats. You will learn tips and strategies to help you calm down, get healthy, and make you feel and look better than ever. For a limited time, Lisa Lutan is offering a free 15-minute breakthrough session to help you get started feeling better right away. Just visit HealthyHappyAndHip.com to get your free 15-minute breakthrough strategy session. That's Healthy, Happy, and Hip. Yes, you heard it right. HealthyHappyAndHip.com and enter your info in the contact page. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You are listening to Busy, Stressed, and Food Obsessed. To reach the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. Feel like sending an email instead? Send it to Lisa at HealthyHappyAndHip.com. Now, back to Busy, Stressed, and Food Obsessed. Here again is Lisa Lutan. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. We are having a panel discussion today. Are you about to burn out? And I have Andrea Beeman and Michelle Fenninghouse here with me today. We have a caller, Holly. Hi, Holly. What question do you have for us today? It's always difficult to balance work, personal, and a busy family lifestyle. It's a really delicate triangle, and I'm having trouble putting my business first to grow my professional year, to grow my professional career. As a health coach yourself, can you comment on how you discipline yourself to focus on your business and still get everything else done without, without stressing out and without burning out? That's such a great question. I'm sure a lot of our listeners can relate to. Michelle, why don't you give a start with that one? Yeah, sure. I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is I have set work hours for my business because when I when I first started, I would be working 
all, like I said, all day long. I would, if, if my husband um, got up and went to the bathroom, I'd be on my laptop trying to answer some emails, you know, <laughs> like I'd be squeezing in work and all these cracks of my day. And it was, it was crazy. It was crazy. And it was distracting me from my family and it was taking over my life. Um, you know, it's hard when you work for yourself. <laughs> it's really, it can, it can be overwhelming. So now I just have very strict work hours and that's the only hours that I work. And if someone wants to meet with me outside of those hours, I say, I can't do it. Thanks anyway. And, you know, I'm going to add to that, Holly, one other thing, you know, for me, I too, you know, I tend to, I'm a workaholic by nature. I had to actually schedule in, into my calendar, like friend time, you know, because I would be like, nah, sorry, I can't see you for four months because, you know, I've got this and I got this. And I literally would say, okay, Fridays at this time, I'm going to have coffee with a friend. So I think that you have to understand who you are and how you work and put the things important into your life where they fit in. That's great. Um, for Michelle, do you, what do you do about clients who want to see you at night and see you in the morning? Do you have split shifts or hours at night on different days? What do you do? No, sorry, man. Like if I want to see my doctor at nighttime, they're not open. If I want to go to the dentist on Sunday, too bad. You know, and I feel like it's the same way. I work Monday through Friday. I take clients between nine and three because, you know, my kids get out of school and stuff. And that's it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with Michelle 100%. I remember when I was first starting my business like 20 years ago, clients would want to see me on the weekends. And initially I was like, okay, well, of course I see the clients on the weekends. And then after like six months, I was like, what on earth am I doing? You know, my doctor doesn't see me on the weekends unless they're going to pay me. You know, like if I have a root canal that has to come out on a Sunday, I'm going to get charged triple. So, uh, yeah, so that that ended and boundaries were set in place. And I don't have kids like Michelle, but I still set up these boundaries like that morning time is for me. And then I don't start work until 10 o'clock, you know, 10 o'clock on on the weekdays um, and only three days a week. So, you know, you have to set those boundaries. Otherwise, you're going to be bouncing all over the place and exhausting yourself. Yeah, you know, I and I think one more thing. <laughs> yeah, I want to add something else. You know, understand your own rhythms. Like I find for me, I'm doing a lot of writing. I'm doing a lot of course development. And my brain works really well in the morning. So I might not start seeing clients till, you know, later morning or even early afternoon because I want to save that prime brain time for that work that has to be done that requires a lot of thinking. Yeah, as your kids get older, it, you know, they need you less, but they need you more in different ways. So, so you don't find yourself, uh, Lisa, you don't find yourself splitting your day differently. Like you said that you do your coursework and your creative stuff in the morning, but do you have different days that you see clients at, later in the afternoon? Well, I have my youngest child just went off to college, so I don't have the day-to-day childcare issue that I did, you know, when they were they were younger. Yes, I'm still actively parenting quite a bit, but it's different <laughs> because, you know, I literally, I don't have to go do a, a carpool or, or pick them up or anything like that. You know, for me, it's setting my boundaries so that I don't burn out because I like what everyone else mentioned. I'll just keep going and going and going, you know, and not stopping because, you know, the work is never done. Never. Never. And it's overwhelming, isn't it? 
It can be, especially if you're doing marketing and all kinds of other stuff that people don't see you doing behind the scenes. There's a ton of it, right? My God. So funny. I had somebody sent me an email the other day on my Facebook because I was teaching a cooking class, which is part of my job. Right. And And she sent this email. She's like, how can you charge for cooking classes? You know, you're making money on ads. You make money on television shows. You How can you charge for a cooking class? And I'm like, what on what planet is this person on? <laughs> right? right, of course. All this in stuff that has to go into a cooking class or to market that cooking class or promote it or get the ingredients, everything. So there's a lot of work that's done behind the scenes that people in front don't actually see. Absolutely, absolutely. The emails, everything. Yep. They only see the, the face of you when you're whipping up a, a brand new salad or whatnot. But, but yeah, there is a lot going on behind the scenes. And that's so good that you have these boundaries that you set for yourself. I'm definitely going to take that advice and follow it because I think that's really helpful. Well, thanks so much for calling, Holly. It was uh, really nice. I hope you got some good tips. We have Thank Nikki. You. We have Nikki from Colorado on the line. Nikki, nice to have you on the show. What are you dealing with right now? Um, Well, I think, you know, kind of after moving and moving cross country, I definitely know that I'm in a place of burnout. Like I resonate with everyone's burnout story. So my question is, when you're kind of aware of it and you're in the thick of it and you're tired and stressed and your body is kind of in this stubborn place of craving sugar and caffeine and you kind of want to get out of it, what's the first step you can start to take when you're just really in the thick of it? Andrea, why don't you start off there? Well, I would start with a hot cocoa. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> no, I mean, really, start to, if you know that you're on the verge of burnout, you really have to assess, okay, what do I absolutely need to get done and what can be totally put on the back burner so that I could put myself on the front burner and get a massage and go for a walk or sit in the park or go and have a cup of tea with a friend of mine. Um, you know, like what Lisa was talking about, where she has to schedule time with her friends. You know, you have to, because if you burn out, if you feel that you are about to burn out and you actually burn out, then you're of no use to anybody, let alone yourself. So you have to start to put yourself first. And there's a great quote by Sharon Salzberg. She's talking about the Buddha. She said, you, as much as everyone else in the entire universe, deserve your love and attention. And, um, and, and I think that's really important to keep in mind because if you burn out, you're of no use to anyone. Yeah. Such a good point. Yeah, we got to take care of ourselves because, you know, as women, we're, we, we're taking care of everyone around us. You know, we really are. And I feel like if we don't take care of ourselves, then everybody in our lives is going to suffer. Yeah. The that first thing that I do when, um, when I feel that burnout thing coming on yeah, we, we just made a big move, right? We like my kid just started kindergarten. It was a big transition time. So I can relate to, you know, a cross-country move or something like that being so stressful. But I find when I'm teetering on the edge, the first thing is I need to make sure that I'm getting my full eight, maybe nine, sometimes 10 hours of sleep per night. Now, that's me. I could sleep for 10 hours when I'm in those wow. moments of burnout. And that means going to bed sometimes at an insanely early hour but it has to happen because sleep isn't just about 
oh, I'm going to have uh, more energy tomorrow. I mean, that's part of it. But it's when your body repairs itself. It's, you know, every system of your body is cleaning itself out and, and repairing, and it's going to work for you better the more sleep that you get. So I find, like, that's step number one. If I don't have sleep, I got nothing. Mm. Yeah, yeah. True. Thanks for calling in, Nikki. Yeah. Kristen you, from man. Massachusetts. Hi, Hi Kristen. Can you hear me? Yeah, welcome. Okay. Thanks for calling in. Thanks for having me on. Um, I was calling in a little bit. I, I find this topic really relevant um, as I have just gone back to work um, after eight years out with my kids, um, which was burnout in itself because I have, um, they're now 10-year-old twin boys bringing their own challenges now. But I'm going back to work part-time, and I have noticed in the six months the anxiety level has just gone through the roof. I'm not sure I'm at burnout anytime soon, but I'm trying to figure out the way to get myself out of the anxiety cycle where I'm up at 2 a.m., um, and what you just said about sleep being so important, it's um, critical so I don't lose my mind. So what's, what's the best way for me to get out of that cycle? Of, I didn't sleep enough. Now I'm up. Now this. Now I've got to do the kids. <laughs> Michelle? Um, well, Kristen, what's your coffee consumption like? Um, I have two cups a day, and I'm pretty rigorous about not having more than that. And what about sugar? That is something I don't monitor very much. We're not a big sugar household in general. Um, I would say we would probably err more on the side of salt than sugar. But, you know, it's natural sugars and fruits and and stuff, but I don't eat candy or chocolate. So um, I guess that's a plus. Yeah, that's a plus. I mean, after the sleep thing... You know, making sure that you're getting enough sleep to manage the demands on your life right now. Uh, You know, I always look to, are we using crutches? Like, are you using coffee as a crutch? Um, Because the coffee that gets you going in the morning is the same coffee that's depleting you on the back end and and making tomorrow harder. And it's pretty amazing that it's hard. It's hard to come off of caffeine, same with sugar. But when you do you are suddenly so much more capable of handling what life throws at you. Just um, you, you, your energy levels, your patience, you just emotionally you're more available. And uh, man, with twin boys, I imagine you'd, you need some of that. <laughs> yes. Um, well, definitely um, I would say my temper is a little bit shorter than it has been in the past. And I, I'm certainly willing to take down the caffeine. I haven't come off caffeine since I was pregnant with the twins, so we'll see how that goes. It was not a good um, coming off moment. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, a process. Slowly, it's a process. slowly, yeah. slowly, not a quick, you know, drop it all at once. Andrea, what do you, what can you add to this? Well, a couple of things. First is how old are your kids, Kara? Oh, it's Kristen. Uh, my, oh, sorry, kids, Kristen. I, my kids are 10 years old. 10 years old. Okay, so also... Something to keep in mind, and, and this is what a lot of women don't, don't understand in modern world, is that after a woman has babies, she needs to really rejuvenate her body and, and almost bring back a, a ton of essential minerals that were depleted. So you had two kids, right? You didn't just have one. Two popped out at the same time. So they took a lot of the deep nutrition that was in your body. And that alone can set you up for anxiousness, uh, anxiety, um, 
inability to sleep because it's showing that there's some deficiency, right? Because you actually need energy to sleep. And if you don't have the energy that your body needs, you're actually going to be up at night, which is an interesting thing that happens. But another thing to keep in mind is that if you look across the continent right now and around the world, there's a ton of anxiousness happening. So I think that you may be a highly sensitive person and you're tapped into the vibration that's actually going on right now, which is there's a reason why anti-anxiety drugs are so highly prescribed right now, because you're not alone. People are feeling anxious about what's happening in the world, what's going to go on next, you know, what's going to happen with the economy, what's going to happen with the guy that's there now, the, what's the orange fella? <laughs> what's his name? <laughs> 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 not, not very political, as you can tell. <laughs> but there is this wave of anxiousness that's happening. And one of the things to do is, and it's I know Michelle does it in the morning, I'm pretty sure Lisa and myself, is that... You have to, even with kids, even with everything that's going on, you have to take time to do some type of deep breathing or meditation to help you calm your system down and get present. Because if you are always in the future, you're going to have so much anxiety coming, draining your energy, you won't be able to sleep at night. And then, of course, if you go back to the past, you're going to be wallowing in depression. So what meditation and deep breathing does, it helps you to get present right now. Here we are, we're on a phone call, everything is good nobody's having a heart attack, right? You're, you're alive. The kids are well. Just if you can stay as present as possible, as often as possible, because it's so easy to go into that future space of the inevitable end. I'm going right. to add to that, Kristen. Like I think that that deep breathing meditation practice is just life changing. It really is. Even if you can only find a few minutes in the morning just to kind of ground you as you're starting that day, it's the difference between starting a chaotic day and starting in a place of calm. Right. No, I like that. I haven't tried meditation before um, in any form, so that sounds like it will be helpful. Yeah, and I know. I happen to know there's some great meditation circles in your area. (laughs) Oh, I happen to know. know that firsthand because I run them. So, <laughs> but anyway, anyway, uh, Kristen, thanks so much for calling in today. Okay, Hope thank you. Thanks all. You. We're going to be going to break in a moment, and then we'll be talking to Kara from Seattle. So, Kara, hold on for just a moment. For those of you listening, we have an amazing panel today. We're talking about are you about to burn out and what you can do about it. Um, Lisa Lutian, there's Andrea Beeman and Michelle Fenikaus, and we will be back shortly taking more calls. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Are you a busy, stressed, and hungry go-getter who knows what to do to get healthier but has trouble doing it? The problem with popular diets is that they were designed for other people, not you. Sure, they might work for the short term, but for the longer term results, you need a plan designed specifically for your unique body and lifestyle. How about the stress in your life? Do you ever stop and take a deep breath? Do you know what all this stress is doing to your health? Healthy living strategist and author of Busy, Stressed, and Food Obsessed, 
Lisa Lutan will get you on your way with coaching, online courses and challenges, and even retreats. You will learn tips and strategies to help you calm down, get healthy, and make you feel and look better than ever. For a limited time, Lisa Lutan is offering a free 15-minute breakthrough session to help you get started feeling better right away. Just visit HealthyHappyAndHip.com to get your free 15-minute breakthrough strategy session. That's Healthy, Happy, and Hip. Yes, you heard it right. HealthyHappyAndHip.com and enter your info in the contact page. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You are listening to Busy, Stressed, and Food Obsessed. To reach the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. Feel like sending an email instead? Send it to Lisa at HealthyHappyAndHip.com. Now, back to Busy, Stressed, and Food Obsessed. Here again is Lisa Lutan. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Are you about to burn out? Oh, give us a call. We have a great panel today. I have Andrea Beeman and Michelle Fenninghouse here joining me in the studio. We have Tara from Seattle on the line. Tara, welcome to the show. Thank you. How can we help you today? Well, so I don't know if this question was already asked because I tuned in a little later than I planned on because uh, kids. But um, so my question is, like, how do you know that you're actually burning out and not just being a wuss about things? <laughs> Andrea, why don't you <laughs> why don't you give that a start? Okay, well, you know that you're burning out if first and foremost you're extremely irritated, meaning something happens and normally you'd be like, ah, you know, whatever. But something will happen and you'll be like, what? I can't believe you. Like, very irritation comes when there's burnout about to happen because you're so frustrated. You you don't have the energy to deal with anything. Um, Another thing that happens is an inability to sleep, right? So you'll have um, interrupted sleep patterns as well as an inability to fall asleep. Because as I mentioned earlier, the body actually needs energy to sleep. If it doesn't have the energy that it needs, your, your system will be agitated. So, uh, I mean, that's just two telltale symptoms. I'm sure, I'm sure Lisa and Michelle have more. Michelle? Um, well, oh, yeah, those are, those are big ones for me. As you were saying that, Andrea, I'm like, is she talking about me? Have you been reading my diary? Like, <laughs> shoot. <laughs> those are big ones. Um, what else happens uh, when you're when you're going to burn out? I feel like it. You, you know, you're not you're not just being a wuss. You know, and and this is a problem. I think a lot of a lot of times, you know, we, maybe we go to our doctor, and this was certainly me back in my early twenties. I went to my doctor and I said, "Listen, I'm exhausted. I can't get out of bed. You know, I'm a I'm having these dizzy spells. I pass out on the subway a lot. <laughs> you know, I'm like laying out these symptoms for him, and he's like." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, your blood work is fine. You know, you're fine. Which basically means, you know, you're just being a wuss or you're just complaining or, you know. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, are you serious? And I think it's a really big problem that, you know, women are kind of told, especially after childbirth, you know, not just immediately after childbirth, but after having kids, it's just kind of like, well, suck it up. You know, it's hard to have kids and, um, you know, you got to do more. You got to be better. 
Yeah, I think it's true. I mean, because it's hard to know, like, if it's just, oh, maybe I'm just, because the things that you just described, you know, do happen to me, along with sometimes, like, random eye twitches and things like that that I think are signs of stress. But it's sometimes hard to know, like, is this just because I'm hormonal right now or is this, like, a more, you know, a a sign of a bigger problem? You know, Tara, I... I had a, a few, you know, crash and burn incidents in my life that were really, really bad. And I think part of that was because I grew up in a world where, oh, just suck it up. It's only stress. You know, that was just mm-hmm. stress wasn't considered something. And like Michelle, I was told by doctors, oh, there's nothing wrong with you. And there was like I knew there was. And I eventually had to figure it out on my own, and which got me where I am now. But I will tell you this, that I find... For me personally, I spend some time in the morning and right before I go into my meditation, I do like a body scan. I do a check-in with my body. You know, what's feeling? Is anything feeling different? I do an emotional scan. I do kind of an intellectual scan, a spiritual scan, and it gives me my baseline. And so when I'm out of whack, I'm able to notice it maybe as a tightness in my chest or maybe it's an aching in my head and I can say oh this is so interesting I'm off I'm not really right I better pay attention and that is something that came from years and years of ignoring all those little signals yeah Yeah. and also I'd like to add to that actually because the when you know, the reason why the doctors can't find things on the blood test is because they have to wait until an actual disease develops, right? So when you are on the brink of burnout, your body is exhausted. It's telling you something, but it's not going to show up until you have some type of organ system failure, glandular failure, hormones are out of balance. That's when it's going to show up on the blood test. But years prior to that, you're going to be feeling things just exactly what Lisa said. You'll feel it in the morning when you tap in. You'll feel something is out of balance. You won't feel um, you won't feel good. Yeah, I like that suggestion of just paying more attention and maybe even maybe even I'll write it down too because I think that that'll help me to see if maybe it's uh, like you know maybe if it's matching up with when I'm getting my periods or maybe it's not and I think that'll give me a good window into. It's just becoming more of a chronic thing because it feels like it might be. You know, it's such a great idea. We've been told, journal what you eat, journal what you eat for calories, which is kind of ridiculous. I believe journal what you eat for mood and journal, you know, how you sleep or how you feel because the information is there. You just have to be the detective, you know, and say, oh, isn't this interesting that I'm feeling this way? What could that mean for me today? And, you know, when we take out any shame or guilt or anything else and just look at it all as information, our bodies are full of really valuable good stuff. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Tara. Thanks for calling in. Um, I have received a whole bunch of emails, and I'm going to share an email from Jennifer. Jennifer wrote, I'm a, I'm a mom and I have a full-time job. I want to change careers. I want to raise. I have student loans, a toddler, blah, blah, blah. Hard to find any me time that isn't taking away from my already limited time with my daughter. You know what also sucks? I feel like no matter what I do, I still feel this way. All the healthy eating, meditation, everything in the world doesn't seem like it helps And I don't live in a bubble where I realistically have the time I need to devote to my health. 
I'm setting the intention for change, but being pulled in so many directions. What can I do? Boundaries. That is a big boundary right there. You know, like, um, you know, when you're, when you're flying in the airplane, and this is such an, you know, everybody knows this. If the air mask drops, they tell you not to, to put on anybody else's air mask until you have yours on, right? The oxygen mask. Because again, this person has to be able to support themselves, otherwise they won't be able to support anyone around them. So I think it's a, a myth. You know, it's a myth that we can't take care of ourselves. I think it's, it's, um, it's, a, it's a paradigm that needs to shift because um, it, nobody's, you know, the mom isn't going to be able to help anyone if she's dying of lung cancer or breast cancer or adrenal fatigue or, you know, some disease because she didn't take care of herself and put herself in the forefront. Um, you know, and I, I don't, I, I just think that it, there's a shift that needs to happen. And, and women have for so long been told, you're the caretaker, you have to do this, you have to do that, you have, but, um, you know, there's a time for caring for other people, but there's also this time for caring for the self that absolutely has to be there, you know, and did she literally write blah, 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 or that was, was that email? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know she wrote that. <laughs> she totally You know what I hear? <laughs> In that email, I just hear a lack of pleasure and joy. Mm. And it reminds me of so many uh, women that, that I speak with and, and that I know and maybe even that I am where we, we, we've been educated. We know we have to take care of ourselves. Maybe um, you know, we're prepping healthy meals and we're exercising and we're kind of checking all the boxes in a sense. So we'll say, well, I am taking care of myself. But it becomes a chore becomes just a long laundry list of chores that we get through, hopefully, by the end of the week. But what we severely lack in our lives is the space for doing things we love and, and, and enjoying ourselves. Like, what is that? You know, if it's, if it's not a task on my to-do list, why is it even worth wondering, you know, thinking about? But, you know, I'll give you an example. Sometimes it's like, I don't have any time to get to the gym or I don't have time to meditate. And... I often feel that way as a mom. I, brought, I, I was bringing my son to um, swim lessons. And it's kind of a pain in the neck. You know, you got to drive over there. You got to get the kid changed and everything. And all the moms are sitting on the bench waiting, just watching the kids swim and waiting on their phones. Mm. I put on my bathing suit. I jumped in the pool. I did some laps. <laughs> I'm splashing around, you know. <laughs> it's a great. It, was, it yeah. was fun. And I feel like we need more of that. We totally do. We have Irene from San Antonio on the line. Irene, welcome to the show. Hi, good morning. Hello. How can we help Hi. you? Yes, I would like to um, to ask either Michelle or Andrea, I mean, which is the uh, angular stone in their practice to address this uh, burnout syndrome, considering that it's uh, has to do more with our emotional issues or our ability to manage the stress. That is, and it's, it is something to do with uh, the physical manifestation, uh, like uh, chronic fatigue or adrenal fatigue. Also, thank you. Well, if I understand that correctly, I, you know, I agree with what Michelle just said, which is there has to be some amount of joy. So, if there. You know, like in the emotional, if you are lacking a love or a joie de vivre, right, a love for life, um, then no matter what you're doing, you're going to lose energy. Um, so, mm-hmm. I, and I think I understood that question, right? If there's an emotional 
problem? Does it contribute to the chronic fatigue and the adrenal fatigue? Was that correct? Yes. Yes. Yeah, of course. You know, like we separate ourselves, you know, physical, emotional, spiritual, energetic. We separate ourselves. But human beings are multifaceted creatures. And what happens on one level of our existence is going to permeate and affect every single level of our being. So like Michelle said, where's the joy? So if you're Mm -hmm. going through this existence and you're stressed out, you're lacking joy, there's no love in your life, um, then where's the energy going to come from? Right? There's only so much that's going to come from food. There's only so much that's going to come from yoga and Tai Chi, right? We have to, we really got to look at, you know, where is there a lack? Because anytime there's a deficiency, like an adrenal fatigue and exhaustion, then there is a lack of something. Yeah, for sure. I understand. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you very much for the answer. Thanks for calling in, Irene. Okay, Hi, good morning. I have another email. Judy wrote in and said, I've watched the way I eat for years and years, but this winter I had tremendous amount of stress and I got obsessed with the wrong foods, even though I knew better. If I had something, um, the more I wanted, specifically sugar, which I think I have an addiction to. She said, my mom could eat one M&M and be done, but not me. Why not? Oh, boy. (laughs) I'm going to take a a stab at this one because I do a lot of work with people on their sugar, reducing or eliminating the sugar in their life. And the truth is, Judy, that some people are really, really sensitive to sugar and can't just stop at one bite. And you really have to know who you are and how you work. And then you just set strategies around it. Sometimes it means you might avoid it altogether. And sometimes it means that you change the type of sugars you're eating, but it is definitely another place to experiment with and understanding that it can feel very addictive in your body. And that's, that's not because you don't have willpower. That's because it's a very, very strong substance. Michelle, I personally, you know what, Lisa, I think uh, sugar should be thought of classified as a as a drug you know you said it's a powerful substance and you know you, you we're all adults so if you want to partake in uh, your drug of choice <laughs> whatever that may be you know fine but it's a, you know you know in your in your mind like what you're doing and you're making that choice i just feel like sugar becomes part of it, it we think of it as food and then we don't think anything of it and we just eat it all day long or you know certainly feed it to our kids like it's nothing um, and I, I think that's a real problem we're, we're often not aware my clients are often not aware how powerful sugar is and what a hold it has over them yeah, yeah I had Gary Tubbs on the show um, two weeks ago a week or two and the case against sugar his new book that came out I can't recommend it enough it is just uh, really really a very powerful powerful piece about sugar and everyone should be reading it Well, you know, like from the um, traditional Chinese medicine perspective, the sweet flavor is a building flavor and it it gives us energy. So I understand the sugar addiction. You know, we're we're definitely working beyond our capacities Mm. um, with the constant go, 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 go. So you're going to need something to stimulate the energy and sugar is a stimulant, right? It's, you know, also salt is a stimulant as well. There's a reason why people bounce back and forth from sugar to salt. But when somebody comes to me with a sweet, craving that they can't seem to satisfy there's a couple of places that I go first I look to see what type of sweet foods that they're eating right 
So, you know, like I try to get them to go into the direction of like onions, carrots, squashes, parsnips, um, ginseng, burdock root, right? Anything that has a sweet flavor naturally to help build their energy. And then the second place, again, comes back to what what uh, Michelle was talking about, which is joy. When we associate sweet with love and fun, right, that sweet flavor, it's the reason why, you know, Valentine's Day, everybody's giving chocolate all over the place. So if somebody's craving sweets and we covered their their sweet, the literal sweet, sweet flavor, I have to look a little deeper and say, okay, where is the sweetness missing from their life? Where is the joy? Where is the... Where is the thing that they love to do the most and are they doing it? Whether it's singing, playing the flute, you know, uh, you know, anything that brings them happiness and joy. And that can help to take away the emotional and the spiritual craving for the sweet. Such, such great advice. Andrea, where can people reach you to learn more about you? I'll be at the Hot Chocolate Factory. <laughs> 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 no, they, can, they can reach me on my website andreabeeman.com uh, and they can see all the fun classes I have coming up I do a lot of online stuff but also uh, in person uh, live classes around the city and around the country awesome Andrea thanks so much for being on our panel today thanks for having me it was a blast girls and Michelle where can everybody learn more about you and all the wonderful things that you're offering Well, my website is findyourbalancehealth.com, but I have a free Facebook group. It is aimed at helping type A women, you know, find this balance that we've kind of been talking about this whole show. So the idea of burnout comes up again and again, um, and you can join us for free at typeabalancecommunity.com. Michelle, thank you for being on the panel today. It was such a joy and so much great advice. Can't thank you enough. Oh, it was great being here. Thanks so much. Well, I hope you guys learned as much as I did today. I thought it was a a real, real honor for me to have these guests on my panel. This is Lisa Luto, and you can reach me at healthyhappyandhip.com. And I have a program coming up actually called Ditch Your Sugar Itch. It's starting in April, April 17th. And so if you want to get more information, definitely come over to my website and also find me on Facebook, Lisa Luton. I too have a a group where you can join and we share a lot of healthy tips and little challenges and ways to just make your day brighter. So thanks so much for being on the show today. I will be back again next week. Take care. you've enjoyed today's episode on busy stressed and food obsessed did you get some great ideas from today's show join lisa lutan again next thursday at 9 a.m pacific time and 12 noon eastern time on the voice america health and wellness channel have a great week again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the voice america health and wellness channel for more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest please visit voiceamericahealth.com 
The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 